Strategic Hot Box with Dr. Brandy Love Stankovic. Discussing leadership, business, and how to take control of your life and achieve greatness. From the streets of Las Vegas, energized, informed, and never diluted. It's time to kick some ass. It's time to kick some ass. You heard it. It's time right here on the Strategic Hot Box. And I am here for the beer with our guest, Chad Brown. And so we're going to have a conversation about making the leap and what that looks like. Let's get started. Here on the Strategic Hot Box, as you know, we learn, we love, and we kick some ass. In the learn section, I'll set the stage, talk a little bit about uh, our topic for today. In the love, I'll share with you an interview that I recently had with a subject matter expert, Chad Brown. And then in the kick ass, I'll leave you with the top five kick ass takeaways that you can start doing differently and execute on today. So many of us have had that dream, creating something or wanting to do something that's going to change the world. How can we make our passion become our paycheck? And I think that that's something that so many of us look for. And I personally haven't figured that out, how to make you know some of my passions into money because being terrible at golf clearly or drinking until 3 a.m. is not making me any money. If anything, it's costing me a bunch of money. Most of my hobbies and habits just cost me a ton of money. But how do we actually make some of these things that we love to do turn into or translate into something that uh, creates revenue or supports our family? And the part of that is you have to want it. You have to want it and drive it so much and want it in every single way and everything that you do and having a vision for that passion and that purpose. Um, The second piece of it is, is really if you aren't an expert today, becoming an expert in that field and being thirsty to learn to be become an expert. And I think so often think people think I have to be an expert before, and it's okay to make a jump before you're an expert. Just be thirsty and ready to ask questions to get other people involved. The next piece is to cash in on on your influence. I think that if you are going to uh, go after something, if you're going to chase your dream, if you're going to go for something, and I know the topic here is here for the beer, and the reason we did that is because our expert that we're going to bring in or that I'm going to show, share an interview I recently just had, he took a leap, a major leap to go after that passion, that dream that he had. And that's really the topic that I want to dig into, and so many people haven't uh, really been able to do or, or have fear around in wanting to to go for. And I think that uh, being that expert, having that vision and purpose, but also cashing in on the influence or the relationships that you have, if you've built strong relationships with people around you, how can you cash in on some of that influence and use some of that cloud, lean on people around you, and then be involved, get involved, ask, volunteer your way to the top. We've talked about in the hot box years ago, get involved in as many avenues as you possibly can in business and in community community, with your money, in the industry, anything that you can do to learn and to meet people as much as possible. But in the end, taking the jump, going after your passion, really heading into something like that, it takes guts. It takes somebody being all in. You have to go for it. You can't dabble in it. You can't just be like, ooh, I'm just going to just pretend for a second. The entrepreneurial world takes somebody just jumping off the cliff. You have to go for it. I remember I was in New Zealand, um, and it's been years ago now, but we went uh, and we were on these like little wakeboards. And we uh, went river 
rafting on these wakeboards and I, I think it was called riverboarding and they asked a, a few times if we knew how to swim and I should have caught on to the fact that a multiple times they go do you know how to swim and of course we're like yeah yeah of course I know how to swim right and but then the fact that they asked us so many times I should have gone why are they asking me so many times I know how to swim but because they put us in class three and four and five rapids on a wakeboard and it was not even a wakeboard like a little I don't know like a little small board boogie board is probably a better word for it. And uh, we went out there and when we were first kind of practicing, you kind of just scroll around because the water's not really moving. But then once you push out into these major rapids on these boards, we had this grand idea of we'll just stick together. We'll hold hands in the rapids. Like it'll be this beautiful moment. Oh no. Like in class four rapids, you get out there and it was, I mean, we were running over each other's heads, it was absolutely insane. You just did everything you could to keep your head above water and just hold on to just go for it. And it was, I mean, it was a great experience, one that I'll never do again, but it was a great experience. So much so that when, by the time you got done, you were so exhausted. The time you got done, they like took us cliff diving. Like it was like this multi-adventure trip. And so they take you cliff diving and at the cliff, at the end of the cliff, I like didn't even care about the cliffs. Like I just was in class, you know, multiple <laughs> rapids and I was like, Meh. so I got to the cliffs and I'm just like, jump. Like it didn't even it didn't even matter anymore. And my point in saying that is sometimes you kind of just have to push yourself to do it because ultimately some of these things won't. You have to just go for it. You have to just go for it. That you you push and you drive and you do. And sometimes you get hit in the face by some rapids and you don't realize what you're putting yourself into. But if you don't, you don't have those kinds of experiences. You don't have those kinds of stories and the people around you that support you in those efforts. There's somebody I know that has really taken that leap and he has stepped away from everything that he's done in his life and that what he has built. And that is Chad Brown. Chad has a bachelor's in business administration from the University of Nevada, Reno, and he's the owner of Wyoming Malting Company and Pine Bluffs Distilling. He, But he previously was a cor- worked for corporate security for IGT and the State of Nevada Gaming Control Board. He, he had left everything and moved moved to Wyoming to create this business and this this growing thing that he's creating and he's going to tell us all about it but he's the president's high plains chapter of pheasants forever he's the he's really just infiltrated his community and um, taken this community by storm and really building a business and doing something that he's very passionate about and and helping us drive this episode of the here for the beer so I'd like to send us out now to a conversation I recently had with Chad Brown Check it out. I am so glad we finally get the chance to hang out and sit down together. Hello. Absolutely. Hello, Brandy. So Vegas, you're back in Vegas. Can yep. you believe it? It's been a while. It's Have been... you missed it? I miss my friends and food. Friends and food. So Absolutely. I feel like those almost were one word there. Friends and food. Yep. Because what do you do? You eat good food. You hang out with friends. That's true. What do we? Yeah. And so what? what's your favorite restaurant then? Favorite restaurant in Vegas? Uh-huh. Oh man, talky we talk we talk. <gasps> Mine too over Absolutely. on Eastern. Absolutely. Oh, for anyone listening, if you have haven't been to Las Vegas, that taco we taco is the jam. It is it amazing. Is so good. I'm into it. I'm with you. Okay, so down to business. Yes. Tell us about you. Tell us about you know, we're, we're talking today around making big decisions, about making a, a, a decision to to take a leap to to make a chance, take a chance, go for it, yep. make the big leap. Tell us about you and why. So about me, so uh, Chad Brown, mm-hmm. um, co-owner of Pine Bluffs Distilling and Wyoming Malting Company. 
in Pine Bluffs, Wyoming. Um, I own the company with my cousin, Gene Purdy, and our aunt, Kathy Brown. Um, five years ago, so 2014 here in uh, Las Vegas, uh-huh. I was working for International Game Technology as a corporate securities investigator. Before that, I worked for the State of Nevada Gaming Control Board as mm-hmm. an investigator. Uh, Gene came out here for the NASCAR race in 2014 mm-hmm. and talked to Teresa and I and said, hey, if you guys ever want you know, a change of pace, <clears throat> come out to Wyoming and let's see what we can get done out there. And so we took we took a leap yeah. and we bought a house sight unseen. Mm-hmm. You bought a house without even looking at it? Never even saw it until the oh day we pulled it up with a, with a Penske truck. Really? Yep. Wow, I didn't know that piece of it. Yeah. It's a cute house too. It's great. Wow. Yep. We worked on a farm for 18 months and then uh, wrote a business plan for these two companies and, and got going on them. Wow. And so the beard, was that pre-Wyoming, post-Wyoming? It was when I was at uh, the state of Nevada. Uh I was given an approval to grow a beard, Uh, but it had to be manicured, Okay, you know, or coiffed, you know, Uh very trimmed. So more hipster. Yes, absolutely. So every two weeks I had an appointment to get my beard trimmed here in Vegas. (laughs) Okay. So from Vern down in Southern Highlands. And do they pull your Wyoming card if you you don't have the super beard like you have now? They They don't pull the Wyoming card, but, you know. Even here back in Vegas, numerous people every day. Hey, bro, I love the beard. Yeah? So it's you become know. your signature? It has. Is that what your logo was inspired on, or that's more the crusted wheat or something to that effect? The logo is more the crusted wheat. Mm-hmm. You know, I think the, the beard was, I worked for Enterprise Rent-A-Car as well mm-hmm. for eight, nine years, and I had to shave every single day. And this is so it's your rebellion. This is my rebellion. These are your rebellious years. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely, absolutely love it. So for those uh, people that are listening and watching and being a part of this or know you and your personality, and they're thinking, I want to take a leap. I want to make a change, but but are afraid or just going, I don't even know how to begin that process. Yep. Where should someone start or what should they do? So for where they should start is find mentors. Mm. You know, you know, that's one of the biggest things I've learned throughout this whole process is you can never have enough mentors yeah. or sounding boards. Sure. You know, there's so many successful people out there. Get everyone's opinion. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, you have to make your own decision. We're humans. Right. But get opinions from so many people and just learn. Yeah. You know, the main thing that we want to do, and I think why you and I get along so well, uh-huh. is we never want to stop learning. Right. So the more we ask, the more we listen, you know, and, and that's where I would say someone has to start. And then at the end of the day, if you are going to make that leap, then you have to go both feet in. Yes. You know, and, and immerse yourself into whatever you're going to do. Mm-hmm. And I was, uh, in, in preparation for talking to you, I was thinking about it. You can't just like dabble your toe in entrepreneurship. Correct. You can't just kind of poke a little toe in and go, hee hee, and expect it to be successful. And then see what and happens. And so many people do that. Correct. You have to jump in and then be willing to somewhat drown for a moment because no one jumps in the pool and it is immediately floating. Absolutely. You jump in the pool and you go down like five feet underwater and go, <gasps> and then get back to the surface and go, okay. Correct. I can make this work. Absolutely. You know, and that's where we're still, we're still underwater, <laughs> but that's all right. You know, we've been in operation for 19 months, Yeah. you know, and uh, the distilled spirits industry, it, it takes a lot for someone to, instead of grabbing Woodford Reserve to grab our product, mm-hmm. you know, why, why would they want to grab our product? Mm-hmm. So we have to convey our story Yeah. and one liquor store at a time, one customer at a time. Right. So we're getting there. Yay. That's so cool. And so that did you know about the mentors or seeking people's advice and any of that uh, right off the bat? Or is it something that you just naturally did? Absolutely not. It was more of a holy crap. 
Mm-hmm. What have I gotten myself into? Mm-hmm. Who can I go to for advice? Right. You know, so it was kind of a trial by fire. Mm-hmm. So and then start asking anyone that I knew that was successful, any question possible. About whatever genre you needed in that moment or whatever exactly. type of business. You know, I got a friend who's a doctor who runs a doctor's office, uh-huh. but he's super successful. Right. You know, and he's got great personnel relationships. I'm like, hey, ask him for advice. Uh-huh. Uh, my aunt Kathy, her husband Jim Brown, super su- successful businessman. Right. Hey Jim, like let's talk strategy. Uh-huh. You know how did you become successful? Right. So it doesn't matter if they're not from distilling or malting. Uh-huh. It's any business is business. Sure. You know, and smart people are smart. Yeah. And and did you make mistakes along the way? Anything no, that no, you'd never? No, you're no. Per- no, it's perfect. Yep, the just, business just runs. It just woo. Exactly. The beard grows perfect. <laughs> the business runs perfect. Absolutely. Of course we made mistakes. So um, it, the, was there, is there anything that you just would never do again? I don't know about never do again. I think uh, it takes failures to realize we should maybe change course. Mm-hmm. Uh, we made a lot of vodka right out of the bat and uh, tested it. And we ended up dumping like 3,000 bottles because wow. we figured out we had an infection in one of our fermenters. Oh, and so, yeah. but instead of trying to bottle it and sell it. We're like, oh, let's just dump it. Right. You know? Um, so that was a mistake. Uh, we picked a still manufacturing company mm-hmm. based on a recommendation from one person when everyone else said, yeah, I'd go this way. Mm-hmm. Uh, we saved fifteen, twenty thousand dollars $20,000, but our equipment was delayed eight months. Oh, gosh. So we could have been in production eight months sooner for twenty grand, which means we would have made that made money up, up the money. by far. Yeah. You know. And was and why did you go with one person? Was it just a trusted homie? Was it Yeah, so uh, I went to um a distilled spirit school uh called Moonshine University <laughs> in Louisville, Kentucky and met many different mentors out there. And one guy, uh we just stayed in contact throughout the whole time and he was like, you know, copper is copper. Mm-hmm. Um I'd go with it with this company. Yeah. And, you know, we talked to both companies and, and then I made the choice like, hey, we're going to go this way. Right. They're a new company. They're a startup. Everything's going to be great. You know, we're a startup. We should right. all stick together. Support each other. Yep. Sure. And that, you know, at, at the end of the day, the decision you made was based on the information you had at the time. Correct. And so really now you just know from a, a vendor due diligence standpoint to just keep Correct. your eyes wide open. Absolutely. And that company that we ended up going with, mm-hmm. they're no longer around. Ah. Uh, you know, and mm-hmm. so we're... So at least you got your steel then. At least we got our equipment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So yeah, think positive. Right. Uh, and anything that you would recommend that people don't do based on that? Like what have been the biggest learnings in the process? Biggest learnings is throw your pride out the door. Mm-hmm. You know, we all, th- we all want to think we're going to do great from day one. Um, throw your pride out the door and talk to other distillers. Talk to so many suppliers. Once again, keep learning. Yeah. Um, there's two distilling uh, associations here in this country, mm-hmm. American Craft Spirits Association and Distilled Spirits Institute. They both offer training classes throughout the year mm-hmm. and take them. Just mm-hmm. continue learning, you know. And so, don't assume that you know it all, right? Correct. Absolutely. And, and so going into it, because you, you said at the beginning that your experience was in uh, some pretty significant parts of business. So whether it's the sales, customer service, client satisfaction side with your enterprise, yep. and then also on the internal audit risk management, 
kind of the, the ba- business acumen side. Those are pretty broad and, and a strong foundation for you to go into this, but you had never distilled. You had never Correct. seen your house. You had never lived Correct. in Wyoming. Yep. So how did you even not get overwhelmed with information overload? Um, I think I did, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, it took a few months to really comprehend, all right, this is, this is the path we're going to go down. Um, it's going to work but it's not going to be on my timeline. Right. You know, and we're going to continue to to learn and evolve and and process things a little slower than than I would like. Mm-hmm. You know, working uh, at IGT and Enterprise, two private companies, decisions can be made pretty quick and they can be implemented pretty quick. Yeah. You know, working at a, a small company with five employees. Right. You know, sometimes it takes time. Right. Especially a brand new company and and learning the distilled spirits industry is completely different than anything I've ever done. Right. You know, we drink beer, right? <laughs> I feel like I'm an expert. Right, me at too. At the drinking process. But you might drink, you know, you, you might buy a six pack of beer mm-hmm. and it's gone over the weekend. Sure. How many people go buy a bottle of whiskey and it's gone in one day? You know, so the... the I mean, some of your friends. Well, <laughs> we all... I, yeah. I get the point. <laughs> it lives much longer. Not only that, but the shelf life is much longer. Correct. And people want it aged in different ways. I mean, it's just a different beast. Different beast. You know, and learning how to talk to retailers, mm-hmm. how to speak their lingo about mm. buying product and, yeah. and uh, talking to wholesalers. And it's that's been, uh, I would say, the hardest part so far is learning the wholesale, the three-tier system. That the we language. Have. Exactly. And that's one of that kind of leads to the question of how did you get over the fear of being a rookie? Like looking everybody, like people patting you on the head and be like, oh, what a cutie that doesn't <laughs> know what he's doing. Um. I would say just time mm-hmm. and uh, time. And once again, just, just talking to people. And I went to a few different trade shows mm-hmm. and I would just walk up to salesmen for wholesalers, say, hey, what can I do? Right. You know, and what's your products? Oh, we got a vodka and we got this. Well, this is what I would do. Uh-huh. You know, here's our sales sheet. We, um, we use this amazing marketing company in Cheyenne called West Edge. Uh-huh. And it's like we, they created the sales sheet take it to a salesman. Hey, how'd they do? Oh, they did great. You know, maybe add this or take this off. Mm -hmm. So the fear is just don't ever stop asking questions. Yeah. And think that you have to go into it knowing it all. Correct. And don't you think so many leaders do that? So many people in business and life, no matter what, what area or industry they're in, go into it thinking, I have to be the best. I have to be the expert all the time. And if you wait around for being the expert, you're never going to get things Correct. done. Absolutely. I full heartedly agree with that. Yeah. That's you almost have point. to go in and just be, like you said, humble enough to say, hey, I'm not the expert, but what could I be doing to be better? Now, have you seen the opposite? Because I've also worked with leaders that if you go in and you humbly say, what can I be doing differently? Or how can we work together? Any of those, then they, they're put off by that. They're like, mm-hmm. look, I need somebody that's in here making decisions. Yeah. I don't know. It's just not my style. Right. Um, you know, so we have a distiller and the reason we have a distiller is because he's better at it than I am, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, we've got someone, uh, coming on board in July who is going to be a salesman basically. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he can travel two weeks, three weeks out of the month yeah. and do that. Mm-hmm. So let's, let's put people where they can succeed. Right. So we can all succeed. Right. Right. And how has, has it, cause it's a pretty tight knit community in Wyoming and a lot of the yep. product and, and I just know this, but tell us a little bit about the product and everything is, is from Wyoming, right? Correct. Yes. So West Edge again came up with, uh, 
if you go to soiltospirits.com, it links back to our website mm -hmm. because uh, there are there are some craft distilleries out there buying barreled product, cutting it with their own water and calling it craft. Mm. Where we're saying no, we're we're taking raw corn, we're taking raw barley, and you know it's going to be grown from a field within 20 miles and then turn in turn into a bottle mm -hmm. here on site. Mm -hmm. You know, so we have a great relationship with our farmers. Um, we actually have a video shoot Friday morning with one of our farmers um, who's growing rye for us. Yeah. Um, so rye is kind of a four-letter word in Wyoming. Right, like meaning a bad word? Bad word because so rye and wheat grow, they're both grasses. Mm -hmm. So if you got a wheat field with rye in it, you can't spray because you're going to kill both crops. Oh, wow. Okay. You know, so finding a farmer to grow rye, it's a pretty big deal. Yeah. You know, and so West Edge wants to kind of showcase the Macy family hmm. and say, hey, look, they took a chance. You know, and, and their products and their rye is in our rye whiskey. Nice. It's in uh, some of our bourbons with rye. Mm -hmm. um, the Macy's also grow barley for us. I mean, they're amazing. Awesome. So very tight-knit community, though. And, uh, and that, but that also leads to the, the authenticity of, of the overall product and things as Correct. well. Uh, yep. And part of you jumping in feet first, right? Absolutely. Head first, really. Yeah, kind of belly, belly flop. Belly flop. <laughs> <laughs> you know me. <laughs> Gracefully, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, totally. <laughs> <laughs> and has do you feel now that the distillery community, the the brew beering, the beer brewing? I said that backwards. It's like I already had a few. the The beer brewing community and all of these different communities that you've built and grown are they, are they accepting you now as an expert? I don't know if they're accepting accepting me as an expert, but I think they are accepting us as like, hey, they, a player, a player, you mm -hmm. know. Um, Granted, a very small player, but we're we're making some product. Right. So we we released two bourbons, uh, one with corn, wheat, barley, and one with corn, rye, barley mm -hmm. at six months old, and entered them into a couple different competitions, and they both got bronze medals. Wow. Now it's not bronze like there's only one bronze. If you score high enough, then you get a bronze. Uh -huh. So we're pretty excited that you know a six month whiskey is going to do that. Right. What's it going to be at four and five years? Sure. You know, right. so that we're we're pretty excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. And it's definitely making waves. And all organizations start small. Yep. You know, every single organization that makes waves, whether it's a disruptor or a legacy business, they all started with an idea. They all started with, you know, a small box of, of whatever. Absolutely. You know what I mean? And grew and grew from there. Yep. Um, can you share a funny story or something crazy that's happened? Uh, funny story or crazy? Well, um, so I recently went to the Kentucky Derby. Uh -huh. Did you hear that? No. Yeah, it was great. Uh-oh. But that's not the funniest story. So we were talking about the Kentucky Derby, and we thought it would be really cool if we held a Pine Bluff Derby. Naturally. Naturally. Right, like with dogs and And people were like, what are we going to race? And I said, well, corgis. Oh, you're kidding. I'm not. And so oh, we indeed. threw it out there, and we said, you know, all the entry fees will go to our local animal shelter. Oh. Um, and we'll do drink specials, and a dollar every drink will go to the animal shelter as well. Wow. And we capped it at 25 dogs. And people are like, you're going to get like five. We got 32. Wow. And there's so much for the cap. So, yeah, we kind of messed up. <laughs> Computers are hard. <laughs> um, but uh, so we had 32 dogs. Um, we parked over 400 cars. Wow. And we made 500 drinks in three hours. Wow. So that was pretty crazy for a town of 1,200 people. Yeah. You know, we had a, one dog and his owner flew in from Ohio. How cool is that? So 
Like the, and they're all corgis? All corgis. How cute. You know, and so they're, they're like, hey, we'll make sure we're going to do this again next year, right? It's right. Like, Absolutely. Oh, you know? my goodness. So did so, they race at all? Or? They did, yeah. We set up a 40-yard dash. Uh-huh. You know, and uh, people, we said, You're, we don't really care if your dog just sits. We don't care if you throw a ball. Right. Just, it's more for fun. Right. You know, and one guy, he threw the ball like 39 yards, and his dog came one yard away from the finish line, grabbed the ball, and ran back. <laughs> Took, took two other dogs with him. Oh, my god! You know, and uh, one lady out of Lander, <laughs> Wyoming, trained her dog with the word biscuit. Uh-huh. So whenever he heard biscuit, he ran. And so he he won his heat, mm-hmm. went to the championship round, and won there, too. Oh, wow. Just so, by the idea of biscuit. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, I think I feel like my dogs might run. So I don't know too. if that's a funny story, but I think it's, you know, it's a <laughs> oh, little different. Oh, how creative. Yeah. yeah. And then you were able to get the brand of the organization and you Absolutely. and the spirit of who you are out there as well. Exactly. That we are, you know, it is a community thing. Like let's bring the community together. And if we got 400 people to Pine Bluff, Uh I mean, that's a big deal. Were there some cool hats out there? There were some pretty cool hats. There were some great outfits. So we did a costume contest as well. Really? And uh, so it could, because it was on May 4th this year. So it was also the Derby Day and Star Wars Day, Mm -hmm. you know, and so people were dressed up either in Star Wars gear or the Derby gear. Oh, that's kind of fun. So it was a, it was a great day, you know. How cool. So look at this. I mean, this amazing leap that you've taken that most would not have the guts, the bravery to be able to do. And you, you went for it. Can you leave us and leave the listeners and watchers with a bold action, a kick-ass takeaway? Oh man. Um, like you said earlier, there's there's no dabbling with one toe. It's jump in with both feet. It's mm-hmm. immerse yourself in whatever you're going to do and just learn. So I don't know if that's action item or a kick-ass or anything, but it's it's learn, 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 and jump in. Yeah, absolutely. I think it is. And it's really the motivation sometimes that people need. They need to hear that. Don't be afraid. Don't be worried about, about failure. Failure is part of it. Absolutely. If we don't mess up, then we we don't learn a, a, some of those valuable lessons that make us as strong as yeah, we are. Yeah, and if you don't knock on the door, no one's ever going to answer it. Ah, amen so you to have that. to go through. Mm-hmm. Yep. No doubt about it. And if people wanted to get a hold of you, how do they do that? I think the, the best way would be to go to our website, pinebluffsdistilling.com, or our Facebook page, Facebook slash Pine Bluffs Distilling. Um, emails on there, phone numbers on there. So and hit you up. Hit us up with a corgi photo, yeah, absolutely beard photo. And... Corgis and beards are pretty cool. <laughs> and then they can find more info on on your 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 spirits on a, yep, as well everything as on the website. everything that's happening. Yep, shows the spirits that we've made. Um, some that we've already retired. A little special things and yeah. Website's pretty up to date right now. Awesome. Yay. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here. You're welcome. I love it. From the softball days to the college days. And now here we are chatting on yeah. the Strategic Hot Box. Almost 40. Don't even. <laughs> Don't. No. Don't even. I'm only do. 14 days away or something like that. As a matter of fact, we're 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 launched into that. I don't even, <laughs> I'm still 29 for life. Perfect. How about that? 29 Sounds for good. life. Thank you for being here. High you're five welcome. over it. I'm so glad that you're here with us. Thanks, Brandy. I'll see you soon. All right. Hi, it's Heidi from San Diego, and I just wanted to give a shout out to my girl Brandy at the Strategic Hot Box. Thank you to Heidi for giving us a shout out. Hello, it's so good to see you. I miss you. And it was it's such a fun Delta Sigma Pi, you know, just everybody getting back together. I love it. Shout out to you, Heidi, as well. Love to see you soon. And thank you again to Chad Brown for sharing some of your passion and knowledge and laughs with us as well. It is that time. It is your favorite time. It is time to kick some ass. Here is your top five kick ass.
Number one is to just go for it. Just as Chad did and he shared with us, you have to just go for it. And he did say to us, you have to jump in with both feet. You can't dabble. You can't put your big toe in the water like we shared. You have to just jump in cannonball, right? You got to just go for it. And that, that really takes that full commitment in order to show the people around you that this is something that you really care about. Number two is become the expert. I said it at the very beginning. We talked about it in the interview with Chad. You've got to just become the expert. And like he said, you really, you, inter, you, you ask people questions. Don't be afraid. Be humble enough to ask the people who are experts. So in order to you then become the expert. Number three is to reinvent yourself along the way. And I think that you may think you're on the right path. And at the beginning, you may have this perfect vision. And then you learn some things and realize that that vision isn't so perfect after all. So how can you reinvent and say, okay, this is, this is something new. And it kind of freshens things up. It keeps the people around you a little exciting, a little excited. It's, it's not letting yourself go or letting your business go or letting your leadership go. Don't be the person that lets your leadership go. Be the person that keeps things all tight and excited and everybody's excited to be around you. Number four is the cash in that influence. I talked about it at the beginning. Chad talked about it in leaning on the friends and the people that he knew in his life and cash in the people that are around you to say, you, I would imagine by you know six degrees of separation, there's going to be individuals around you that are experts in many different things. And finally, find cheerleaders, people that are willing to say, yes, 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 go, go do, jump, make it happen. Be the person that's out there, you know, growing and jumping and, and going after the passion, things that you want to do. If you don't have somebody rooting you on, you may lose that momentum along the way. There's your top five kick ass. Thank you so much again to Chad and thank you to Heidi for sending us that shout out. And thank you to all of you for supporting us and watching and listening here on the Strategic Hotbox. Send us your thoughts and questions, shout outs, anything to our website, strategichotbox.com, or hit us up on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere at Brandy Love, B-R-A-N-D-I-L-U-V, or at Strategic Hotbox. Until next time, until I see you again, get out there and kick some ass.